Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. And this week we will be discussing fantastical locations. That's a broad topic inspired a la similar to the North Pole and Santa's workshop therein. Yeah, we're talking like the, like the mythical idea of this place that you can or can't TBD go to, but we, as we continue our holiday-themed month here... Does it exist? Uh, we're, we're, we're going with a North Pole-inspired uh, episode this time. There are no toy makers in my idea. But we've played in enough holiday one-shots with our group that like you can make fantastical versions of the north pole and have it feel fresh and new and different every single time true these these types of folk locations can show up in different myths and stories throughout history santa's workshop is obviously the the biggest and probably most well known of them atlantis atlantis is another good one avalon you know king arthur El Dorado. El Dorado. That's a good one. I like that. But so the the point is that these are these are places that are located in our world. They're not in other dimensions or other planes, but they these are real locations that are well, if you're real. You should... Well, that's a, the question is if they're real. So these are places that um are rumored to exist and if they do, but if they do, they are reachable by standard yeah, travel. You don't need special portals to other realms or anything yeah, like you that. You get it. Yeah, you're smart. It's not a plane of existence. Yeah, it's a place. Yeah. Well, that's about all we have to say. I think on that, we could probably just get into our, our menus here, can't we? I think we can. All right. Descriptor. Industrial yeah. Revolution. Okay. Uh, Eternal sunshine. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Are you? Mm. You want me to go first? Is that what you're saying? No. You want to go first? Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. I got, unfortunately, a little, uh, for better or for worse, stuck on the idea of Santa's Workshop. Um, and I realized that Santa's Workshop is an example of a type of place that exists, or a, a little bit of a trope, probably all founded on Santa's Workshop, of the place where um, magic things are made. Um, you know, we, we call them forges. I think I immediately started thinking of, well, Nidavellir uh, in the Avengers Infinity War where Thor goes to get uh, his hammer made and is also is populated by Asgardian dwarves instead of elves, but has a very, has a lot of similarities with, uh, with Santa's workshop. And so I started thinking about uh, in D and D, you know, there are these magic items everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, infamously also in D and D there aren't really great rules for crafting though. So it right. begs the question, where do all the magic items come from who's out there making bags of holding who's out there making holy avengers who's out there making yeah the magic items the, all the magic items and so it's usually it's just like oh they've existed forever they, they were made a long time ago and we no longer have this magic or this capability to create to make something anymore. of this strength of this yeah capability. these are all artifacts from a bygone era exactly from, and from and, the former formerly ruling empire that was adva- technologically advanced and now it's gone and now what do we do right so and that's even what matt colville talks about in his yep. um his dead, dead empires. empires episode which is probably my favorite of his videos um and it's a great suggestion i have another idea though which is i don't want to ca- i haven't figured out a name for it yet i don't want to call it the forge because that's too cliche but this is a workshop where all the magic items are made 
And it's straight up very simple, very cut and dry. It's not a magical, it's not like a magic shop, like a yeah, store. It's just a workshop. It is just a workshop. It is a, it is industrialized. It Maybe it is populated by elves or dwarves or tieflings or whatever, whatever creatures or denizens of your world exist. And they are there working in a factory-like environment. Yeah. Making magic items. And they have streamlined it, and they have turned it into a factory and industrialized it. And then as magic items are made, there is a magical portal. It is called the Door to Everywhere, or the Door to Nowhere. Door to Nowhere sounds better. It's the Door to Nowhere. And as they make these items, they get put onto a conveyor belt, and they all just sort of fall through this portal, and the portal transports the items into random locations throughout the world. Oh. So that's how they can be found in dungeons and in like loots that. and places like that. So it is. It, there is some component of the world where yeah. there need to be magic items out there. Yeah, if only just for the tradition of it. Exactly. It's kind of like a meta commentary. It too, is a meta commentary. I love it. I think that's really cool. I think the door to nowhere really really clinches the deal on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's not. It's it's just not even really manned anymore. They made the machine tools to, oh, to just take care of it yeah fully industrialized yeah they so fully it's, industrialized it's fully automated, automated. it's just yeah. automated it's like automatons or it's just magic they've just like they, they've made incantations and runes that will just like keep moving the things along so then maybe it's it was just a bunch of wizards who made it maybe it, like it was formerly elves or whatever yeah. the people who used to make the, the the things here are now they just kind of hang out yeah and they just maintain it but they just kick back and so and some of them just head out into the world and go do other things. And maybe, you know what they're doing? They're going out and spreading the word, spreading rumor about mm. magic items to make people go find it, to keep the demand up. Yeah. So that their products are still getting used because they they want it to, they, they want to have fun with it. They want people to actually get to find these. They, they want the adventurers to exist. So, right. So they just go out to in, planting they, ideas. Yeah. So they're like, they're little rumor, uh, like half of them are just now rumor mill people and then half of them maintain the factory. I think half of them need to be there to maintain the factory, half of them. But I think there also, very importantly, needs to be someone there who is coming up with new ideas for magic items. And, like, yeah. writing the formulas There's for them. There's the R&D team. Exactly. Yeah. There has to be the R&D team. I think that's really important. I think that's such a cool thing for, like, a, a wizard in a D&D campaign. Their background is they used to be one of the R&D team for magic items. And so they just can like cast identify like uh, without or an even artificer, guess. yeah, or, or artificer, and like they just like know what every item is in the world, but they're they got kicked out or something, they got fired for like a really bad idea or something like that. Yeah, um, I think that's a really cool background, and then because you you know this place exists, but I guess then we get to the question of where is this? Can mm-hmm. people access it, or is it like just so hidden? You know what what's happening with its location? I don't. No, I don't want it to be anywhere near civilization. the civilization. Yeah. Um, I also don't want it to be anywhere like in a volcano or near the core of the earth, like, you know, typical forge imagery. I want it, it to stay aware from that. I that actually was thinking, I think a mountain, but maybe like a forested mountain, because I want there to be resources nearby that people can, that, that, the, that the makers can use. What about like a remote island? Like they're on an island that's kind of 
Mm. It's just so difficult to find. Mm -hmm. And it's sizable enough that they have resources. Yeah. And they have enough land for, you know, growing crops and stuff to be self-sustaining. But then, it's a little community. Yeah. And then if people try to approach, if like a ship tries to, to go to the island, mm-hmm. they are able to somehow either obfuscate the island with and like with magic shield or, or something. they just pretend that they're like, it's like there's a bunch of crazy monsters that live there or something. They use their magic items to like throw them off the scent. I love that idea. I had not considered that. And that... Yeah. is better than the idea that I just got really excited about. But I'm also thinking, when you were describing Lost on the island, yeah. didn't you say there's a whole community under the island? No, but there's a community that was already on the island. Mm. Okay. Well, I thought I remember... Lost did. has a lot of shit. There's a lot. But I I like this idea of it is an island. Yeah. And on top is where the normal people live, but under the island and then underwater is where the forge is is where the the the, the uh, so factory is so it's the looking glass of lost exactly which and is so you go down there and so you're died. looking out into the ocean and it's it's glass and it might even look very high tech hmm. in comparison to the rest of your typical high fantasy which world. Is, and then the people on the island are associated with the the workshop yeah i think that's their cover okay is that like they're living normal How lives many... up top okay and they're just like, oh, it's just a small farming community. Yeah. They're like sheep herders. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Isle of Man or something. Yeah. One of those like weird like British Isles. Everyone's just like, yeah, people live there. Not many of them, and we just leave them to it. It doesn't seem like a very fun life. Yeah, it's a couple hundred. Yeah, it doesn't need to be big. And they, and they they just bring they bring goods to town, or they bring like goods across across the strait every yeah. once in a while. They'll, they'll just bring a bunch of sheep's wool or some coconuts or something. So they're like, okay, I guess. Fishing community, maybe they make an alcohol of some kind on their yeah, own. You know, they're, something. They're, it's still craft. And that I can imagine. They've automated things so they can do the other stuff too, to just to keep themselves busy. Exactly. Because they also do need to eat. So but, they... And that is the point though, is that they do this. Everything is automated, but they do this out of sheer enjoyment. They okay. They they love the, the, they make these crafts not very deliberately not using magic. Wait, what? The crafts that they sell as their cover, they like hand whittle and hand make very yeah. deliberately not using magic. Okay, because it was like they got in, you know, their their community, their culture got into make make. Let's think about it that they were Santa's workshop style where they used to make simple toys and then they evolved and started making. Mm. items that were more useful and oh, magic and and then they've they still love the the simple version right culturally that's a part of the community because this has been here forever correct for a long time and now that they got so good at making the magic items they perfected that yep. they automated it then they yep. can go back to the thing that the community love. the community always had a cultural resonance which with which was whittling and crafting and doing simple things exactly okay yeah, yeah. That's cool. and that's what they sell they're known for their crafts they're known for their wine they're known for their wool their, or whatever it right, is yeah. whatever it is yeah but so it's all handmade yeah and then little do they know that they're also making all the magic items in the world yep hmm. funneling it down through the door to nowhere that's cool yeah i fucking like it so yeah that that's my mythical place yeah and it's pretty simple like i mean we don't even need i don't think we have much more to say on that mm. that's like that works yeah fucking slaps yep. thanks man i think the door to nowhere makes it yeah if it weren't for that I, I, that's what i got stuck on i'm like all right so how does this happen because otherwise you're just recreating santa i'm like no but i like this idea of it's random it's like yeah. and that's why you and it makes sense in a in in a game yeah like, it works well as, as a thing to have in a in like a D world yeah of 
this is why there's magic items. Yep. And me as the DM being cheeky with you that this exists, you know, and I like the idea of just the also of like the rumor mill of yeah. people running around being like, oh, those rumors are... of, of magic items. And it's they're just like they're marketers. They're yeah. just they're guerrilla marketing for themselves, for themselves. And they also it's fun because they don't know where it is. It's like it's sort of like Wonka, you know, Charlie and the oh, Chocolate yeah, yeah. Factory. They're just like, saying, go look for a thing. Go look for it. We don't know where it is. We don't know where these golden tickets are. Yeah. But we know they're out there. Yeah. And so they have to make up these rumors of like, maybe it's in this mountain and maybe there's a demon under the water that you got to go, like, go get that crack. And maybe, the, but it also is a mechanic for a, for a GM. If someone, if a player does something amazing and you want to reward them, you don't have to send them on a quest to give them a magic item. You can just be like, oh yeah, you open this random treasure. You, 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 you stumble into this treasure somehow. You can just throw mm. it in there randomly if you want, because the door to nowhere just randomly does it. Randomly does it yeah. if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so cool. yeah, that's that's what I got. Door to nowhere. Like it. What you got? I didn't have a whole lot of noodles for a bit there this morning. I was thinking about it, hmm. and I started listening to this song called "The Sun Queen" hmm. by uh, Succession Studios. They're incredible. If you want like epic fantasy music, that is the Sun Queen. Yeah, the Sun Queen is the song. Okay, but um they're like a great like on spotify succession studios they're incredible checking it out but that you've heard some of their music because i've played it as, as a dm before but it's very like epic and not tied to any film in particular it's mm. just like this epic music that really gets me in the headspace of like world building uh, but they have this song called the sun queen i was listening to and i was like oh i'm thinking about because it makes me think about the cinematic element of it mm. and i was like okay I, I i got it sun queen in a world that's very dark overcast seattle <laughs> Yeah, but in a world that's maybe further than that, it's just there is no like sun is so perennially behind the clouds, mm. like permanently, right. or it's just purely it's a dark world. I don't know. However, you want to flavor that sure. specific. It could be that it's a long winter all the time. Yeah. But there's this there's the mythical place that exists that has eternal sunshine uh. that everybody wants to get to, but they don't know where it is. And like on the horizon, you can often see what looks like a break in the clouds, and you can see what what think what you think is some sun coming through. Yeah. But if you go to in that direction, you can never catch it, and it will move somewhere else. Oh, so, interesting. So it's mythical. It's it is not a necessarily like it is a magical location. Right. It's like and the physical location of it is magically moving in some way. Yeah. So you can't quite get it. It's so hard to get there, and no one really knows how to do it. And then when you do get there, it's like you crest over uh, over a hill and you find yourself in a valley, very much like the Hidden Valley from, yeah. of the Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. yeah. That, um, you know. You, like, like an oasis type feeling. It, it's 100%. It's this oasis. It's so sunny and beautiful and bright. Yeah. And the it's not super popular. Like, there's like a village. Maybe there's a town. I don't know who lives there. I didn't think about that yet. Yeah. But it, it, but it is this beam of sunshine in a world that's very dark and to get there is just so hard that no one can do it and just thinking about that that cinematic moment of finally cresting over the hill and seeing it and being taken aback because you're living in a world that's really dark and all of a mm. sudden you have to take off your jacket because it's too hot because yeah. it's so sunny and warm and, and comforting and it works also well from the christmas vibe of yeah. people who just like i'm going to the caribbean for christmas and mm -hmm. not you know christmas with the cranks mm -hmm. um you know Never that seen it. it's good i mean yeah. it's, a, it's fine but mm -hmm. it's like the idea of like 
oh, it's too, it's too cold, I too mean, much effort for Christmas. We'd rather just, I, I'd rather just go where it's sunny. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it's, you know, it could be that it is Christmas all year round. They want to get away from it. I don't know. Interesting. Can you get there? You can get there. Yeah. I think you can how, get there. Do you know how yet? I don't know how. Okay. Part of me wants to, it, to have it not even necessarily be knowable. Hmm. Where it's just it's a moving target and nobody knows how to get there. Yeah, it's just people want to be there. Yeah, but they don't know how to get there. Right. I don't know. Or it is something that is knowable. I don't know because I liked the visual of it. There's always that break in the clouds ahead that you can never quite catch. I kind of like that as a visual, but yeah. then I which guess... makes sense. But what if it's is it something where maybe it moves? randomly and so it's not like one location it's more like a moving sunbeam interesting yeah because it, it, it it's not so it's one sunbeam that will pass over the land so like your village might get a passing sunbeam mm-hmm. hmm. that also works and if it is endless winter right and this sunbeam just constantly sort of moves a little bit and maybe it blinks into different places randomly but with it, it brings, like, within the sunbeam, all of the snow evaporates or mm. just, like, disappears, right? How fast does the sunbeam move, though? I, I, I think right, taking the oasis, put it off to the side. Mm. I mean, the oasis works, whatever. This is interesting. And, like, if you create a nomadic culture around it because people are just desperate for that sun. Yeah. So, so there's people following the sunbeam. Yeah. But then, That's interesting. And then it's a question of how big is a sunbeam? Mm. How fast does it move? What happens in the spaces that aren't? Because I'm thinking about like logistics of how would you stay with the sunbeam? And with, with like the whole society, everybody's moving with it, trying I, to. I think you create like a race. Yeah. You create I, like an intense environment. People are cutthroat of like, you are taking up too much space. You are in the way. I need to be in the sun. Right. And they just break people's carts. Yeah. And people just like, let people's horses free because they to run away sure. because they're like no, no no i need you fuck you get out of my way cutthroat yeah i kind of th- that's interesting christmasy yeah very. <laughs> i mean look it's black friday literally though yeah. right like and thinking about that i think seeing clearly that it can move i think also having it be you know it's not moving completely necessarily to the other side of the planet, right? Like it's all within a, a space that you can see on the horizon. So you know where you need to go. I think it also works well for like a world of endless winter where it's less like a world of complete darkness, right? Like you want this to be a world where people can live. So it's not, it's gray, it's overcast, it's blizzardy, but it's, it's still a world you can live in. Yeah. Right. I think that's kind of more interesting instead of the, like, this is a world of complete night. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I don't think complete night works. Yeah, I think that's too... Anyway, that's what I was, I was thinking about, like, overcast. Yeah. And, and, like, just... I like the overcast. And gloomy, gloomy and rainy and, like, yeah, kind of gross, mucky. Where it is just, like, a complete mood shift. Yeah. I like I like that mood shift because I think... I think that that gives you that gives me vibes of almost like the Wizard of Oz, 
it's making me feel like that where you know kansas was was black and white and bleak and yeah and you go to oz and it's bright and colorful and maybe that's the difference maybe it's not gloomy and overcast maybe it's black and white interesting and then you and then the sunbeam is only where there's color that's fun and that really just the wizard of oz vibe but but it's but it's there it's practical it's moving it's tangible okay that's why it's mythic is that it it appears in certain places for a certain amount of time but and then it'll disappear and you know it's going to come back but you don't know when or where okay so i like the idea of the black and white thing combine that with the the gloominess Mm -hmm. and just say it's like a noir setting yeah and in this like blades in the dark or something where it's like this is noir right and rainy yeah. and gross but then there is just this passing moonbeam that really it doesn't it, and maybe it doesn't even have to be that big in that case like we're, we're, let's bring it way back to like it could even just pick a small passing moonbeam is like a mythical thing when it when the moonbeam comes through yeah. and and, and it, the rain dissipates and maybe it's just like as wide as one street it's not even that big yeah people flock and like the mood brightens people are just so excited people like leave their their drinks at the bar and just run outside yeah. to just be like oh my god the sun it's so lovely amazing and people really um, feel it's like a blessing and it's like a special occasion. It's like a, it, and it feels because you still can have that that sort of chaotic energy, but it's not violent. It's like a festival, a carnival, a concert where like yeah. everyone's there and together and like trying to get in. It's like people like screaming out at, you know, you see footage of the Taylor Swift concerts. It's like everyone's had like, oh, my God, like no one's up there on stage with her. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, look, look, look how cool it is. So even if you're not in the moonbeam or in the sunbeam. You're still like, oh, look, look how pretty it is. Like, you're trying to get close, but... Yeah, there's a crowd. There's a crowd. I think anywhere you slice it, this does work as... The sunbeam works well because it is just this mythical thing. Because it, it can be a place. It can be a, a sign. It can be an omen. It can, mm. be, it can be seen as a manifestation of a of a individual, of a god, of, yeah. of some being. We see Elder's episode. It, it, <laughs> it could be just like a, a Santa Claus figure. It could be anything. You know, it can be some something. Yeah like you you can make or present anything that's really fun i this gives me some new like some put a little cheese on it um it's a it's a bridge sort of i'm I'm drawing inspiration almost from the idea that uh i had in um moving buildings with uh the meridian gate but it's 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 a small point of overlap between two different worlds what if the sunbeam is a small point of overlap between two two different worlds? Okay. And in our world, which is predominantly black and white and gloomy, right, we get a sunbeam. But in the sunny world, they get a gloom beam. Yeah. Right, where it's like, oh, this is what, look how beautiful the twilight is. Ooh, yeah, it's good. Look how pretty the stars are, right? And yeah. like, maybe it is lighter there. It is just generally brighter there. You know, like we talk about light pollution all the time. Yeah. And how, well, we can't, you know, I mean, we live in a city. We can't see the stars at night, but we've also both traveled and been to places where you can see every single star at night. And it does feel like a different world. You're, you're looking up at the sky like, this can't be real. And so I like the idea of having it be both where both sides, both different worlds are worlds of contrast, where that sliver, that glimpse into the other world is something to be wowed and awed at. Yeah. Wowed by and awed at. I think that's cool. Some noodles in that similar direction. Bring it back to the oasis. Hmm. There's an oasis somewhere 
that is this eternally sunny spot. It is, I don't really know the mechanism, but from time to time, a sunbeam will, is not supposed to, to, to flicker away. It's mm-hmm. supposed to stay on target. Mm. And sometimes it, it will flicker off like it'll like the magic of it will will loosely send it send it awry into the distance and touch ground somewhere else in the world yeah and some people just see the shoot like a shooting star across the gloomy sky you can see like a spotlight going to some location yeah and if you go to that location whenever they're able to rain that sunbeam back in Uh you go with it and you go to the oasis so it becomes a um it, it, it's a bad signal in a way yeah. to, to tell people if you want to come to the place that has sun, yeah. this sunny, beautiful place, go to that beam. The beam right. is telling you where to go and people will, will like run to it. And there might be people like crowding because maybe it was in, it was in a city. So a bunch of people went there all at once and they're all excited to go yeah. and they all go at, at one time. Or it could be, it's so remote and people are running to it, but then they just don't make it in time, you know? Yeah. So And how they get out, if they get out, I don't know. But so I think this is this is this is very fun because this makes it a thing to quest for. Yeah. It makes it feel like the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Basically. Right. But I'm going to I'm going to tweak it ever so slightly. It is the oasis. That's where the oasis is. But it's the sunbeam that creates it. So whatever within the perfectly circular area of the sunbeam becomes an oasis. Like it, so even if it Ooh. touches down in the middle of a city, whatever that part of the city that existed there immediately becomes oasis. And then when it disappears, everything is restored to as it was. So it's not threatening. It's not dangerous. Right. Okay. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's like, re- well, it's like replacing, right? Like what if, does that make sense? Yeah. What if it isn't temporary? It, just the, the sunbeam is now there. It's an oasis. It's permanent. It's just a small oasis. And then like a... It's like two blocks wide or something. Yeah. It's like train stops in a city. Yeah. It becomes, oh, that's it, cool. it becomes a development corridor. Everybody's building oh, around the, the oasis. Cool. And then so people... And it's, you know, depending on the size of it, people flock to it because they're like, like, it's really exciting. And the rest of it's just so gloomy. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you're like, oh, I'm I'm feeling pretty, you know... I don't know what to do. I, I'm going to go hang out in the Oasis for a bit. You just go sit there. Yeah. You just do nothing. You yeah. just be like, I just, just eat a vitamin D. It's like when it's the middle of winter and you just sit outside. I'm just super like super susceptible to seasonal affective disorder. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've done it. I've literally just sat on my back porch uh, with like just a t-shirt in the middle of, of winter, baking in the sun, desperate for the sun, like the vitamin D. I'm not even that cold. I'm just like, bake, bake. Give, yeah. me, give me, give me, give me. I need, I need it. I need, I need, it. I need my D. I need my, I need that big D. Um, <laughs> But um, but yeah, like the, the, it. Does, I think having it be temporary is cool. I think having it be permanent could also be pretty fun. And then you create you create this myth about it of no one knows why this happens, where they just all of a sudden they can see a sunbeam yeah. start to to drift. Yeah. And it drifts pretty quickly, and like within like a twenty four hour period, it it, it's, it settles on where it's going to be. Yeah, and then that sun that sun is permanent. Yeah, the rest of the sky like this, and maybe this is. Like if you're th- thinking about it, like from a physical, from physics perspective, that the sun is always there. Like yeah. they're in lock with the star, yeah. the, like the and and their orbit, uh-huh. so that they don't have like an, a a day night cycle. Yeah, the clouds 
exist to create that break yeah to create so they don't all bake mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and and it's such a thick cloud cover the sun the, the, is the mythical object the sun is the mythical basic, place yeah. yeah and it's uh, like these oasises are glimpses of it but but they don't quite realize that if they only had the sun they'd all die that's right so and the the, the clouds are so thick they're just the protective layer mm-hmm. whereas like our that's atmosphere is like you know like you know if we have like, if you go to the desert oasises exist for a different reason because you just need water right <laughs> and this is you have an oasis because you need a break from the the gloom the gloom so i, th- I think that's i think that's cool i like the idea of the sun like you know th- there's a there's a meme i saw somewhere it's like the sun is an eldritch being right yeah. like instead of that though like what if the sun is like a mythical thing like yeah does it actually exist or not it's like and these things these you know it, it it does break through the cloud sometimes and then it does and and that's also though a cause for concern of oh there have been an increasing number of oasises oasi oase oh i say oh i say oh i say what say west side oh i say oh i say that the plural of oasis is oases um okay and there's concern over the growing number of oasises that are forming it's like oh are there too many is it is it too hot and you could tell an interesting like obviously climate change informed but then maybe you have to start protecting yourselves from the oasises with these magical walls made out of wonder walls (laughs) (laughs) this entire time i've been like where's a where is a joke about oasis in here i was about to make a a gallagher's joke but yeah wonder wall we got it wonder wall we're there Uh Um, yeah, I think you could take that a lot of. De- I like the idea of the sun as the yeah. mytho- the mythological location is like the folk story is like yeah. behind the clouds, there is this thing of everlasting light. Yeah, like that's super fun. Yeah, well, I think that's probably the end of the the oasis style. Uh, let's go into a lightning round. My lightning round, sixty seconds and go. Also, kind of dark, way darker. Um, this is a dark theme. This is like in a this is this works for an authoritarian world. When people commit crimes, there's like this mythical place, much like the like the farm upstate, yeah. where people say, Oh, they're going to the gulag or whatever the right. place is. Um, and it's this the idea that there's this one prison that exists at like the edge of of the country, of the empire or whatever, and everybody goes there yeah. to pay for their crimes. And the reality is they're all being executed immediately. Uh, there is Ooh. no, they just want people to think that their the loved ones are alive. Ooh. And there is, there is like a place at the edge of the empire, but it's just like, it's just a mailing address. So people can send, send uh, mail to their loved ones, to make themselves feel. And, and like, they, they write fake letters back uh, just to fuck with them. And um, just to keep people from like, but th- really they're like, Oh, like very, and again, authoritarian. They're yeah. like, criminals can't exist. They're bad for society. Time. Wow, abrupt tone shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I like that, though. I think that's, I yeah. think that's really the mythical place that definitely doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Um, all right. Okay. I got one. Okay. Very similar to our world. Um, there is a city, there is a myth of a lost city that fell under underwater, just like the city of Atlantis, right? Okay. The difference is, um, I'm going to flip a trope again because, you know, I love to do that. Instead of the, world turtle built where the world is built on the back of a turtle that's moving around you know it's turtles all the way down um the city does exist uh it was jonah and the whale style swallowed by a giant sea creature 
uh, and drawn under the ocean. So the city does still exist in the belly of this gigantic sea creature um, underwater somewhere. That's it. Cool. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you know, giant I, city that got swallowed. I would interrogate that more, but we can't. Nope. Lightning round. Lightning yeah. round. So, all right. Well, city uh, got eaten by a kaiju, man. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Uh, what's Jack for you? Um, I like I like the sun as as I, I I like taking things that I like I like the idea of the sun being a mythical place because I like the idea of things that we take as commonplace in our world okay. becoming yeah, yeah. Right. magical mythical fantastical yeah good point yeah so I'm I'm a big fan of that idea I think that's a very rich area however you want to manifest it if it's in an oasis a moving sunbeam a portal right like it doesn't matter like yeah. I think that's a that's a very intriguing idea to me yeah cool what you got um i think that already i've already made it clear i'm on the record at having stated i think the door to nowhere is an yeah. excellent idea so uh Thanks. just repeat that again um i think both the oasis like popping up be because the sunbeams go astray and like that development corridor thing i think yeah. is fun like cities just built around small oases of sun yeah uh but i think also in the in that it's just such a weird tonal shift for noir settings yeah to have that sunbeam just passing through and everyone just like like you said like it's like a concert people are like oh my god yeah. look, the sun hell yeah, yeah. that sunbeam let's all try to get to it i think that's pretty fun too it's it's um, like it's it's like oz. oh and, and the wizard of oz thing yeah yes yeah, it's, it's like but the wizard of oz are like you know who framed roger rabbit where like cartoons also exist and you know and it's in cartoon land kind of thing like i yeah. I, I that's it, that's always very fun yeah well that's what stuck for us let us know what's stuck for you emails in the show notes um and merry christmas merry. to all happy holidays and to all a good bye, bye.